Welcome to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name is Alon. And my name's Ara. Our website is chatterboxgameshow.com. If you want to email us, send us the letters, you can. Just go to that website. You'll find an email for Ara and myself. It's just Ara at Chatterbox Game Show and Alon at Chatterbox Game Show. Now, um, two weeks from now is E3. Is that so? Yeah. It's that I, time of the year again. I couldn't be more excited to take a break and not have any idea what it is I'm going to see at E3, basically. But, uh, That's a lot to not be... Uh, it's going to be grand. About. I tell you what, it is going to be great. I actually not be more excited about, I should say. For those who have never gone to a show like this, um, at least as press, right? You, I guess E3 is mostly press, I guess, unless you're a developer. It's most fun if you're press, in yeah. my opinion. Because then you get to see all the good stuff. And also, well, no, you just get to see all the good stuff. As a developer, I, I picture you just being stuck at your booth for pretty much the whole time. It's a little more upsetting if you're a developer for that very reason. Um, and then, of course, there's the third grade of participant, which is... Um, the business dude. Well, right? I wasn't even thinking of that. I was just thinking of if you're neither of those, then you don't get to see the good stuff. And I, I mean, at least you don't have to work. So I guess it's not yeah. that. It's not as bad. S- supposedly, it's an industry-only event, though, right? So they don't just let in anybody. Suppose They don't let in people who are not smart enough to sneak in. Yeah. And they always have celebrities and kids. Anyway. Uh, Which they always say, yeah, well, they won't say no celebrities, but they always say no kids. Yeah, it's absolutely 18 and over. Here's the, here's the funny thing, okay? Um, some guy, one time, one year, there was a kid I saw. And his he had like a special badge for the kid. It okay. said it said something to the effect of like, "Hey, this is an eighteen and under badge." I'm like, hmm. I wonder if it's really eighteen and over if they have that badge made. Well, it is until unless you get one of those. Yeah. So so this teaches you there's always exceptions to everything. So anyway, here's here's something that actually got me got me excited. Uh, every year, a month before it starts, you start getting these emails. Um, to go see everybody's booth. Usually th- companies you've never heard of want you to see their, you know, grassroots going to be amazing and destroy wow MMO. Go to their booth and see why it's the best thing ever, right? Right. And uh, on occasion you get invites to these parties that are going to happen at whatever building at whatever time and you RSVP so that you can get into this party. And uh I am not paying much attention to any of these invites because one of the people in our group is handling all of that, you know, just getting us all going to wherever we need to go. But for the parties, you need to RSVP individually. So I'm paying attention to those and it's like, all right, we'll sign up, sign up, sign up. And then, oh, ooh, one of them, one of them is going to have Girl Talk playing. I don't know if you know who Girl Talk is. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's, it's not software. It sounds like a band. No, it's a dude it's who, a dude. I want to say play music. He doesn't play music. He's like a DJ mashup guy. That just combines music okay. that other people made, and I like it. I saw this weird documentary on him somewhere. I think like Hulu Plus or Netflix just started playing it automatically or something. Where do the girls come in? He just he 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 said he tried to make a name that would basically piss other people off, make other well, DJs sir, think he's a loser. <laughs> uh, try again. Anyway, um, it's just one dude though. And uh, anyway, he's good. I like him. So I'm excited because he's going to be playing at that party. So I told everybody, I texted everyone. I was like, all right, make sure you sign up for this party because I want to go. And uh, yeah, so that's the only thing that I'm excited about for E3 actually since, well, no, the Wii U. Okay, I want to see the Wii U. You want to see that? Yeah. But uh, like Microsoft and Sony, I always like their press conferences, but I have no idea what what they're going to show us. Like, more reasons to think the Kinect is awesome, even though nobody thinks it is, right? More reason to want to play the PS Vita, even though I have no interest in playing the Vita. You know what's funny? It really seems like the greatest attraction for conferences like E3 is the release of new hardware. And when when that's absent, it really feels like there's not a whole lot going on. Well, that is absolutely the big thing. That's why I was excited this year, because I thought that Sony and Microsoft were going to make the big push. Sony at least has the Vita, right, to rest on and be like, all right, we're, we're finally released and getting some good games out there. Um, but I just, I don't have any interest in, you know, official portable gaming. Like, I'll play on my iPhone, but I don't want to carry around a Vita, right? And Microsoft, I just, 
they're just going to show off some games. Probably family, the family-friendly, you know, access portal of some sort. Whatever stuff that doesn't doesn't excite me. What bugs me is right. last year I stuff didn't that's go to, not game related. In other yeah. words, actually, I'd be really curious to see how much, particularly of Microsoft's area, is devoted to what people like to call the non-core gamer audience. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a big. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of digital stuff. A whole lot. I mean, it was already last year, so that's not saying much. But yeah. a lot of digital and a lot of connect. Like last year, they they introduced Connect Labs, which I've never even looked at at home. But right. they'll probably expand on that and just make it super family friendly, and then return to the core next year if and when they they announce the next system. But uh, but yeah, for now, I'm just gonna temper any excitement that I could possibly get. Which is none. Well, this this pleases me because uh, I feel like when you're really excited about something, um, you tend to say some crazy things. Really? Yeah. Like how awesome the Wii U is going to be? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Are you going to wait in line with me when it comes out? Um, I Maybe I'll show up for some moral support just for fun, but... Um, Come not on. Time. Not the whole time. You're not going to get one? I'm going to get one. Dude, what kind of question is that? It's the Wii U. That's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get one. Okay. And especially if you're getting one. <sighs> Look, I'm spending all of my resources right now, apparently, on a vintage 1930s Go board. So. That, when you said that, all I could think of was like hoverboard. I was like, I don't know what a Go board is. Yeah, I know. It's confusing. Yeah. He's talking about... The board game Go. Yeah, if you don't know what that is, you can look it up. Yes, and you'll. This is that's actually one of the worst things to look up, isn't it? What Go is? Yeah, because it's such a common combination of letters. Well, <laughs> Wikipedia, it. I'm sure it'll come up as one of the first things, but yeah, it's there is a cool one on the eBay's. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? Other anyway, than, other than we've got very not digital. Go. We've got letters. We've got news. We've got the um, GT seriousness update. Gran Turismo. That is. I, and, I can't uh, wait for that to just continue in perpetuity. Yeah, and I will continue to do it until <laughs> for as long as we can collect stats on it. Um, but let's start with this uh, this letter we got from our friend Joe, uh, and this is it pertaining to last week where we had our heated discussion. I don't recall any heat. And all I seem to recall was heat. Um, You know, I was kind of upset with myself, actually, because um, I think I let Rich rile me up more than I should have and more than I feel like I'm capable of being riled up beyond my will. You you may have been riled. I will not deny that. And, um, but I won't dwell on that. Let's just go ahead and uh, I'm just going to read what Joe said because I think he had some actually great points and it's it's a little long, but uh, it's going to be worth it. You ready? I, I am totally ready. So he says, hey, guys, so I listened to the latest show and I love the whole Gran Turismo exploit topic. It's weird because you're all kind of right in your own way because I don't think we were actually disagreeing, but that's something else. I personally agree with you, though, and here is why. And by you, he means me. Rich sounds like a win-at-any-cost kind of player, and if you find a glitch or exploit to give you an edge, then you use it. I understand where he's coming from. However, not everyone wants to play that way. And this is kind of like where you're coming from, too, isn't it, Alon? Um, I don't know. I see both points. Okay. Well, that's, that's a very diplomatic I, response. I've, I can appreciate that. I'm the one who's always said, like, you should be able to do whatever the game allows because the game defined the rules. And if it doesn't... Right. Or, now, strictly speaking, I think in most cases, sure. But these are these are these edge cases that are coming up that are making it all interesting. So anyway, let's continue. My friends and I deal with this a lot in NHL 12. There are so many stupid ways to score goals that aren't hockey plays. These retarded shots go in nearly 100% of the time. I actually, don't, I don't believe that at all. I actually, uh, I would like, I would like to know like what he considers a hockey play or not a hockey play, and if somebody like I'm not a hockey watcher or a fan. Um, oh, Joe is, but Joe is because that's all he puts on Facebook, <laughs> and I know a few others, but I would be really interested to know like 
if he thinks that like an outsider like myself or you to hockey would consider some shot like oh that's clearly not a hockey player if it is right i'm sure there's a button in that game that means shoot the puck and if he's talking about anything yeah that falls under the category of pressing that button making the puck move and then getting into the goal yeah it is a hockey play okay I well am, oh. maybe maybe joe can clarify for us but to continue so ea is aware of this this, this, um, these retarded shots that go in 100%, nearly 100% of the time. Uh, they've actually attempted to fix it. However, when they patch one exploit, people just find a new one to exploit and the cycle doesn't end. So now it's a question of which hockey team is playing the best hockey. It's now a game of who can exploit better. That's not what I signed up for. And obviously, neither did you with GT5. I don't want to race with half my car in the grass to get a better time. What I can't wrap my brain around is, how the fuck is that even fun? We can say these words now. Yeah. How can you even look at your name on a leaderboard and be proud of that? Like in NHL, when people are already up 5-0 and and keep scoring these glitch goals over and over, how the fuck is this even fun? We make it a point to score real hockey goals with aggressive forecheck, good, good puck movement, etc. I'm not interested. This is, he's describing how he likes to play. I'm not interested in the constant exploit fest. It's not intended. It's not how it was made. Sadly, this problem will never go away for two reasons. One, it's impossible to make a perfect game with no exploits when you introduce multiplayer. I would even say that you start approaching the possibility that there's always going to be an exploit once a game gets sufficiently complicated. A video game, that is. I I do have some things to say about this, and I'm sure you do as well. Let's uh, let's continue when we get back. Good times. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio, the Joe Letter Edition. Yep. Sponsored by the University of Advancing Technology. Their website is uat.edu. Don't miss it. I also want to, to say thank you to everybody who's been using the helpchatterbox.com domain. There, that portal to to getting us. It's been a, fruitful to you? A tiny, not that much, but Lucrative, perhaps, even? It's, it's fun looking at the reports and seeing that people are actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, to say that it's made more than... Fifteen dollars in a month would be <laughs> yeah. would be excessive, uh, but but it's nice to try and help help uh, cover our time. Um, you know where the word people are actually doing it came from? No, lucre. Uh, who's that? Lucre. It's not a person. It's it's as far as I know, and I'm just going off the top of my head, which may or may not be correct. It it was like some. It's like money, like a lucre. So lucrative is. Okay. Producing of money. So, it, w- in reference to this Help Chatterbox thing, I've been wondering if I should run some sort of contest, like the person who buys the weirdest thing. Are you are you gamifying your 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 lucrative exploits? Well, I'm wondering if if people would be interested in that. Um, I've thought of a couple things: yeah. just telling people to do it, and then I randomly pick one yeah. and send them something. Or how about uh, like if if you buy something with like the largest six pointed star, then you win something. I, I don't know. No? You wouldn't no. go for that? No. But it could be like, because someone recently got, uh, what do they get? Like tape backups. Yeah. 
Okay, look, say it has to be a Star of David, not just any six-pointed star. No. No? This is silly. But but they're buying some weird crap sometimes, and I don't know who buys what. I just see the stuff that's ordered right because it, right. it relates to the amount of of cash that you get. In so return. you have insight into the habits of the, the listeners. Right yeah, and, and it's just like I'm wondering if I should do the weirdest thing yeah. someone buys yeah. will get a prize. They're probably not buying anything with Stars of David on it. No, they? definitely not. Okay, People aren't so buying jewelry or cards. Otherwise, I would actually get some money out of it. <laughs> All right, so let's continue with this letter, right? So Joe was saying there were two reasons why this problem will never go away. And the second reason was there are childish morons who do nothing but spend 10 hours a day looking for these exploits. So this is also um, interesting. So so some people like to break a game. It's like trolling in a forum, right? It's You know what? I wouldn't exactly like frame it as the exact same thing because... I guess it depends on what purpose it is, right? Yeah, and I'm not saying it's exactly the same thing. It's just similar motivations, right? It it could be, but then other times, right, like when you're trolling a forum, you just – I mean you just want to piss people off. Sometimes you generally just want to explore the system and then you uncover things. You want to explore the subtleties of a system just because it's inherently rewarding. Well, yeah, but you can usually you can do that offline. You don't need to do that in a, in a game. I see what you're saying. Okay, humans, right? fair enough. Um, but – Okay, so when I'm playing with friends, let's say we're playing in the same room, right? Playing some NHL, which I don't play. And uh, and we know that there are certain exploits where if you shoot... I, I can't imagine what these exploits are, but you know, if you shoot from a specific spot on the ice, you will yeah. get you, the... You win every time. Sure. Like you get, I can, maybe you even get two points. I can understand that. So if, if, it's, if that's what it does or something to that effect, then yeah, we would just say, okay, you can't do that, right? right. And online, I wouldn't want to do that. But... If there's a competition like Gran Turismo where they're incentivizing you with a very real prize. Very real. And they put this exploit in the game. Hell yes, I'm going to do that. Because basically it's just a goal, a, a race to see how many of those I can do. Because guaranteed someone else will do it. And if they wanted to protect against it, yeah. they would patch the damn thing and not have a giant contest with a really big prize at the end. While such an easy to, to exploit glitch exists yeah. and and like i mean i th- I feel like i was actually saying virtually the same thing last week maybe not in the same frame but people will do it because now there's an external incentive to reach that mark and so people will use any available tactic at their disposal yeah and, and that would- and once once some people do it now that means everyone must do it and yes if it's not stopped Everybody who's anybody will do it. But I would absolutely stop short of what I would call straight-up cheating, right? Where Microsoft is really good about, at least from what we hear, um, about banning people who use, like, hacked devices and changing the game code and stuff. Right. Um, Although still, you go onto leaderboards and you see people in the number one spot who do things that are, like, impossible. Yeah, um, I would. I've really, I've given up kind of like paying attention to the top leaderboards because every leaderboard I've looked at has clearly been. When you look at the very top, they're always using some kind of ridiculous exploit. Yeah, and and I always wonder is that because someone's using a hack, or because there's a glitch in the game itself? Right. Because um, when people have a race, let's say, and everyone in the top spot finishes the race in a fraction of one second, period. That like, is clear. That is. Obviously, that, something's think, broken on on the on the spectrum of morality, or um, what's the other word? Ethics. Ethics. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's a better word because these aren't really moral decisions, I guess. But that's clearly in the red zone. Okay, that's we both agree that that's yeah. But then no again, good. like if it's a glitch that the game produced and it happened without me meaning to do it, like I can't pull myself off the leaderboard. What am I yeah. going to do? Like send Microsoft, hey, this screwed up. Can you change my score for me? Right. Well, that's I mean, that, that's a third situation. So right? I don't even know if I can blame them. But but let's say I had the power to do that and Microsoft wasn't slapping me down and there was a big prize in the end. I still wouldn't cheat in order to get that just because – like. Everybody has a line that they draw for themselves, right. and that's my line. Like, I will do whatever – in that scenario where there's a prize or something, and I was thought that I had a reasonable chance of getting it, I would do whatever I could do under the system that's presented to me that's allowed, right? But I'm sure that it would, not, it would be disallowed to hack even if I couldn't get, get caught, right? So, um, yeah. 
that's where I would draw the line. Yeah, and and I find it interesting that in a lot of these situations, like I'm going to go outside of video games for a second, right? But like this reminds me of like blood doping for like competition bicyclists. Yeah, right. Because it's like, can we tell people what that is first? It's it's from what I understand, it's something where you're basically you're you're taking out your white blood cells. Is it the white ones or the red ones? The red I thought ones. it was just you get rid of. You, your blood. You give up some of your own blood. You yeah. store it. Yeah. Not the... I think it's the red ones, not the white ones. Yeah. White ones, Which is what, Just whatever comes out when you give blood, not certain cells in it. Yeah. And then you put it You put it back in you, and then you have more of those cells now than you would otherwise, and this actually improves your performance. But the funny thing is, is that there are, um, there are n- numerous ways. There's like at least four ways of accomplishing this blood doping thing and like two of them are legal and two of them are strictly forbidden and essentially it's like the same mechanical result you just can't do it a certain way and you can't do it another way i'm not very familiar with the process i just know that uh, lance armstrong supposedly did it and his teammates and whatever probably lots of bicyclists and uh, that it was against the rules. Yeah, it was. That was a big controversy. But anyway, and I don't think you would put it in the beginning. You would like you would take it out, and they would race, and their blood would have less oxygen or whatever it needs in it to be really powerful. And so that then they would swap it out halfway through their race. Yeah. For example, there's once again, I'm just going off the top of my head here, but there's like some kind of thing where these athletes will actually like they will go in some kind of like chamber. That is like either oxygen deprived or extra oxygen or something like that. And then through that process that changes, they will just sit in there for like hours and that'll change like the composition of the oxygen in their body. That swimmer guy does that. Yeah. Phelps. Okay. Yeah, he sleeps in a chamber with less oxygen so that he's better. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. that I, th- I believe totally okay. Yeah. I mean, he's very open about it. So I assume he's not getting in trouble <laughs> for it. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I guess that's that's analogous, sort of. Just whatever the game allows, I, I would do that. But if it's, you know, I I wouldn't be racing with a friend, and and like claiming that I beat him, right? Because it, Joe is right. How can you? How can that be fun? The fun part is knowing that I actually beat you. But if I had to cheat or break like a, a social contract right. in order to beat you, sure. then it's not interesting. Well, speaking of um, beating other people. Sounds like we have just enough time to do a uh, Gran Turismo seriousness update. This is a good spot for it, yeah. So, so as you all know, and you will be hearing about this repeatedly, right, the, the Gran Turismo GT Academy competition is continuing. We're on um, round four and five out of the eight possible rounds. And um, so this means you can get up to a maximum of 20 gold medals now. And you have all of them. Or trophies, I should say. Um, I have all of them because it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Um, but since we get to see a bunch of really interesting stats revealed, um, we're going to continue to report them. So as of last week, they had 588,000 players playing the game. In the U.S.? No, total, everywhere, the world. 588,000? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, this week, it's up to 714. Now... It's still going up pretty fast every week, but, like, it's got to slow down, I'm thinking. Well, and there's no real reason to play until it matters, right? Well, no, because they're, they're unloading. These are, this number is if you've basically, like, registered to play once. So this is the number of unique people who've attempted okay. the competition one way or another. But, but to remind players, it's only, like, the last two weeks that really matter. Right. Uh, as far as I understand, it's going to actually just come down to, like, the very last event that matters. Okay. So this is all kind of just a ruse to get people excited. But um, last week, the United States was in 52nd place, and uh, now we're in 53rd place. What I'm curious to know is, did another country enter the board, no, or did no. we just move down one? No, we moved down. There are no new, co- no new entries. We're moving down one. You were wondering why Japan was doing so well. Mm-hmm. And it had so many people in that country play versus, like, every other country. Here's the thing I the other day. If you go to the PSN store in Japan, they had, the week that it was released, like, full skin of the store of the Gran Turismo competition, which the U.S. did not have. So if you went to the PSN store, 
you like knew what was going on. If you did it on the U.S. side, you'd have no idea. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and I'm thinking, during the break, I spent my time thinking about what you just said, that the Japanese players were better because you go to the PSN store, and it is fully wrapped in Gran Turismo 5, Academy, whatever it is. Now, I'm not saying that it, this, is, this is why they're better. I'm saying that this is why there were a lot more Japanese people playing and a lot more total medals slash trophies awarded for Japanese players. Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah. I was going to say, overall, I would expect that to actually drop their percentage because you're getting more people who aren't totally devoted fans. Yeah, but then but then they're serious about everything, I think, more than we are in general. <laughs> so I still think that they would do better it, than it's us It's certainly anyway. going to grow their numbers, <laughs> yeah. But, um, all right, so let's do, the, let's do the recap of the biggest countries, right? So Germany... Uh, last week was 21. Now they're 24. They dropped dropped three spots. Italy dropped one spot to 23. Japan actually moved up four spots to 19. So they are doing very well. Uh, the Spaniards dropped down one spot to 27. France is up one at 34th place. Great Britain, no change. They're still at 36th place. Mexico is still last place in 59th. And the number one spot... Um, even though there's only uh, 3,500 um, trophies that have what been awarded. was it awarded, before? Was it Finland? No, it was Croatia. It continues to be Croatia with an average of 13.9 gold trophies awarded out of 20. Wow. So those Croatians are incredibly serious. And the fact that they've kept this up for a while, even though their sample size is small, leads me to believe that uh, they're all pretty serious. Is is someone nipping at, at their heels? Um, yes, but uh, it's, it has not been recorded. Okay. So. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad the players are getting serious. That's, I'm sure, good for the world in some way. Fantastic. And that's all we got for that one. Okay. So what's next? So are you aware that in five days a very important trial will commence? trial that's right you mean like a demo of something no i mean a judicial trial oh the activision thing yes activision versus jason west and vince zampella the x infinity ward leads okay and gamma sutra did a report recently about this um apparently there's already been um I don't know what you want to call it. A deposition? Is that when people testify? Is that what they call it? That's when they give information prior to the trial. Okay. So I'm going to say it's a deposition. Okay. Because it's information that they've given and it's before the trial. Okay. And all right. This is real good. Okay. I'm just going to tell you what happened. All right. So this one guy testified. He's the former director of IT, Thomas Fennedy. Okay. This is the most juicy part of this whole story. This is where we give up salaries. No. He testified that he received instructions to, quote, dig up dirt on Jason and Vince in 2009. This is a date before anybody claimed that there was a falling out between the two parties. And he testified that that he was instructed to dig up dirt because, quote, we're sick of dealing with those guys, their ego. We just want to get rid of them. Nice. Now, to make it more interesting... This other individual uh, who goes by the name of Ross uh, testified that he denied because Fennedy, the guy I just mentioned, okay, he testified that this guy, not Ross, sorry, Rose, uh, gave him this instruction, okay? Now, Rose denied asking Fennedy to dig up dirt on Infinity Ward heads. 
Um, but he noted that he did ask the IT department to allow him to monitor all of Infinity Ward's email traffic, um, although apparently those efforts were not successful either. But you see where I'm going with this? Somebody is lying. Uh, you mean because they said they weren't trying to get rid of him? Because no, because Fennedy said that he was instructed by Rose, and Rose said he had, he didn't give him that oh, instruction. Yeah. So somebody is perjuring, right? Well, I don't know that they're under oath during deposition. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think they are. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's a bigger word. It's better to use, right? Okay, isn't that how it works? Anyway, someone's not telling the truth here. Somebody is lying. I. Don't think it's the director of IT. Call me crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. It's I mean there's a lot of other juicy stuff in here that we won't go into, but um it really really seems like the the picture that is being painted is that, you know, the Activision heads were basically getting upset that the game was so successful and that the framework that was previously established to um basically dole out money according to performance the performance was so good that, you know, I mean, like they even there even a, a, a spreadsheet was l- released of like the top people in the company and how much they got. Right. Yeah, it was a lot of money, a lot of money. And even even I mean, like somebody who was like not a lead designer got a salary of like three hundred and seventy plus thousand dollars that year, which is like, I mean, for a designer, for well, anyone. The, the big hell, stuff was the dream. bonuses they were supposed to be getting. Right, the the top two guys were getting a bonus of like millions of dollars. Yeah, easily in the tens of millions, and everybody else, most of them were in but squarely in the millions. Let me tell you, that's what happens when you start a development studio that makes a game that sells tens of millions of copies. You get some of that money. It's fair. It is, but I f- I find it interesting that uh, not only is this happening, right? But remember a while back ago we had Harmonix and Viacom, and if I remember correctly. Viacom was trying to renege on the deal that they previously established because Harmonix's game was just so wildly successful. It broke so many barriers. It made way more money than either party ever could have thought that it could. And then so like Viacom tried to do something. They basically, I mean, this is apparently this is endemic to a nickname. Maybe not endemic yet, but at least two corporations are doing this. I have a feeling like it's maybe a little more endemic where even if they get into a situation where like legally they have to give money and it's a, it's a shitload of money to another party, they try to find some way to weasel out of it. And I don't understand why. They're, it's the it's, whole just, point it's is just you, pure greed, just straight up greed. What, how could it be anything they, else? They made the, the you know, parent company so much money. Right. Right. That's why you're giving some of it to them. Right. But but don't you see how, like, if you're in such a high position of power that you start to believe that you can manipulate things even unethically to your advantage? It just seems silly to me. Like, why? Why just keep them happy? Yeah. Have them keep making more games that are more awesome and then keep paying them to I'm make totally those games. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you on that. I don't particularly but understand it myself. Now, now that said, though, you said that, that uh, supposedly the IT guy was told to dig up dirt because they couldn't handle their egos anymore. Right. And the guys running Infinity Ward were kind of dicks. I mean, I've heard them talk. They're like, they are full of themselves. In a way that I respect, I think it's funny. Right. But like, you know, I can imagine they're hard to deal with, with the Activision people probably telling the Activision people, no, screw off. We're going to make the game the way we want it and you can shut up and you got this deal. But when, when there's a relationship like that, I kind of feel like Right between executives and highly successful developers, that I think that there's plenty of room for maybe both parties to be huge dicks, you know. Oh yeah, but I just picture the corporates being like the uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? The passive aggressive making some decisions without actually talking to the developers. Meanwhile, the developers right. well, are basically corporate suck style. it. You guys are losers, and we'll do what we want. You don't know how to make a game, that sort of thing. Right. Um, but I can, I can see, like, when, when very powerful people collide, I have the impression that it, the result can only be very bad, and it's probably, 
the whole situation probably feeds off itself and makes itself worse for everybody. Yeah. I just honestly, I just don't see the point. Like, if they would just, if the suits would lay off, let them make the game, they'd make tons of cash. I think once the dollar signs get really big, things people start getting weird. You know, when you start thinking, look, okay, look, let's say you made, let's say, let's say you you you're the publisher, okay, and you're talking to Harmonix, right, and you're like, okay, um, you know. Let's say you, you they made for you a hundred million dollars, okay? Let's say a hundred billion, okay, just to go into Austin Powers territory. And you gotta give half of it to them, okay? Because that's what your deal said. But then you start thinking, well, wait a minute, fifty billion dollars? What if I could do this thing, which means I get to keep forty billion of that? Mm. what if and then and then now you're a high power executive and so you're used to be able being able to manipulate things in such ways to to your benefit once you believe that you can do something like that i think that changes the character of things completely you start doing i think stupid things and i think this is why all this stuff's coming to the surface i actually incidentally i just listened to this interview with john mayer on npr and he was talking about actually the same sort of thing where when he was, I mean, he's a wildly successful musician, you know, right? And when he, apparently he went through a bunch of interviews or something where he did a few things. I don't know that much about him, but he did a lot of controversial things. He did he a bunch about of things a lot. that upset a lot of people. Anyway, he said this in his last interview. He was like, you know, in the beginning, like, he, he was so used to, he was such a, like a, a control freak. And he was so used to finding success and being able to control the outcomes of things that he attributed it to himself. And once he did that so many times, he felt like he could do it all the time. And once he felt like he could do it all the time, he started to, you know, get sloppy. And he started to be able to feel like he could do this in times where it actually you can't, you know? And it was like, you know what? Like, I thought, I thought that all this was happening because I was really good. And he's like, but I thought, I realized I was wrong. I wasn't really good. I was just lucky. I think it's the same kind of thing. Um, I don't know. It's a combination. He's pretty good, but <laughs> hey, I, I like the guy myself. You know. Um. <clears throat> okay, so let's. Anyone who can be on Chappelle's show and be <laughs> funny and not come on as a uh, and, and be primarily a musician is a cool guy in my book. Let's switch gears here. I'm going to talk about a company doing a good thing. Okay. Um, For once. Right? That's is it a nonprofit? <clears throat> is it actual for for uh, for profit? It is. It is. It's a game company that, doing that something that, in the short term, actually would make them less money. Right? How mysterious! Yeah, that's a cliffhanger. So we'll be right back, and I will tell you that story. Are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we're back once again. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Don't forget to give that a look. Now, uh, I gave you a little cliffhanger. Said there's a company doing something not so crazy. Um, I also said it's better for their bottom line, or 
not better for their bottom line in the short term, yes. which is true, but that's because they recognize it's better long term. So, um, what a concept, right? Uh, this company, Lightbox. I don't know if you know the name. But Never heard of it. Apparently, do they, do they make lights with boxes? No, perhaps. But uh, you're familiar with Warhawk for the the PlayStation Two or Three or something? Yeah, a right. little bit. So. Um, Maybe they, I think PlayStation 2 had it, but then they remade it for the PlayStation 3. They did do a remake, yes. Yeah. So uh, the DLC maps... Sort of. For Warhawk, the DLC maps um, were paid. And so the problem with that is that some people have the game, and then some people have the game and the DLC maps that they paid for. And then when they release another set of maps, some people have the game, some people have the DLC map pack one. Some other people have DLC Map Pack 2. This is a common problem in such yeah. uh, such products. And then some people have both DLC Map Packs. Then you release the third one, and you get this this additional fragmentation. And so they realized, that's not cool, so we're going to have new maps but for Starhawk. Uh, but they're all going to be free. Every Map Pack, free. And that's great. And other companies, like for first-person shooters and whatever, and Starhawk's kind of, but not really a first-person shooter... Um, it uh, they they cost money. Like I never buy the maps for Halo. I think they make them free eventually, right? Right, but not up front. Right. Um, you know what's an even bigger problem? What? Well, I want to. This is going to jump a little bit from this topic. So that's this. Nah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's just the company realized that it was hurting players, hurting the game community in general. So right. they said, all right, because only a few people have each of those. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm sure it's a, it's a multiplayer game, yeah, isn't it? So. Exactly. I'm sure it's a large number, but it's certainly it's fragmenting, right? So if you have yeah. a million players, then only 700,000 of them get the map pack, and then only 300,000 get the second map pack. And so not everybody who's who's actually wanting to play is getting the, you know, has the full game once the new map packs come out. Right. There's, there's kind of a similar thing, like in Gran Turismo, because they released a track that was DLC, which was Spa. And not everybody has spa. So, um, you know what? I'm actually, I think that, I'm not actually sure if you have to have spa to uh, be able to participate in a race in it. I think maybe the only, the host has to have it. But a bigger and more interesting problem is not so much for like tracks and levels, but DLC that involves like, let's say, a vehicle. Okay. Um, because the main crux of the problem is that if you have special downloadable content, vehicle A, and I don't, but I race against you online, what happens? Yeah, then it's unfair, right? And so, well, well, the thing is, like, it's literally a technical problem of what happens because if I don't have it, then how can I see you? Right. Well, that's the same thing with the map packs, right? You let them download it. You just don't let them start a race with it. That's that, and that's what happens, right? You actually have to um, kind of first you have to address the problem of what happens worst case, but you kind of have to force everybody to download the data of that vehicle, but then not have it, which I find highly ironic because people complain all the time about getting data of a product that they're not allowed to use. Right? Yeah, well, like the, the on-disc like, DLC exactly. for Capcom, it's, right? It's the same situation. Yeah. You know, um, there's – I I'm pretty sure that I'm not mixing this up. With Street Fighter Four or some iterations of Street Fighter Four. Um, you know, you can get DLC costumes, which I am not one to pay for, but right. some people are. Right. And when you're playing online, I believe you can see the costume of the other player. Right. But there, there are scenarios where – you end up playing someone who might have the DLC that you don't have, uh, and then it it basically reduces them to a costume that you do have. Right, right. On on you know your system, you know that you have the normal Ken costume, right? You don't have the DLC version. That's right. And so it's when they play, they see the costume, but when you play, you see a different costume, right? It doesn't affect the game. Right. Uh, not gameplay wise, right? But it affects what each person sees. But here's the funny thing: if you're seeing, if you're playing somebody online in any game, and you see them have something that you don't have, guess what? You have the art assets for that. Yeah, of course. You have that data somewhere. Absolutely. And uh, 
in, in a situation like Street Fighter, it could even be set up to download on the spot because it's so little data for a costume, right? right. But like for a whole player, that'd be a different story. Right. Now, it's funny because different games do different things to deal with this. Gran yeah. Turismo does it in a nice way, which is great for everybody, but not as much possible with other companies because since Gran Turismo is first-party company, they can, they can set out product updates to everybody on a regular basis. Normally, if you do that, right, this is – they call it a patch, right? We get a patch, right? It's con- each patch that everybody gets contains all the data that's going to actually – I'm just actually speculating, but I would, be, I would love to be proven wrong on this. I'm, I'm sure that's how it works. You know, I agree with you. you. I think there's pushing the data to everybody about the next DLC that's about to be offered. But anyway, the other thing that, uh, that they do is like in, um, like in Forza, I think for a while, at least for Forza 3, I'm not sure how they do it now. You know, they had, like, these monthly, like, um, like free downloads, you know. And I think that they, they snuck in some other DLC data into that download to make sure that you'd have it so that you could see opponents having that, uh, that data while you play a game. That's kind of sneaky. Yeah. But, you know, c'est la vie. That's cool. Yeah. And, I, I mean, how, you, how can you complain about getting free data? Well, as, as, as we've the time been shown, it takes in the as we've been shown uh, if there's an opportunity to complain, somebody will find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, and not all complaints are equal. I, I am sort of curious. They, what I was just talking about with um, Starhawk, they are still going to have DLC, you know, paid DLC. Right. But it's not going to be maps. So then my question is, okay, what is it going to be? Is it going to be new weapons, new vehicles in the game? And then you have this question of, you know, th- there's the same issue, right? Yep. Because the assets need to exist in the other person's game. That's right. Um, although I guess it depends, right? A weapon, I don't know, if it's a different power level or something, maybe the same assets. They, or, they could do a little chicanery, but it just depends. But if it has a game-affecting... Um, if it's a game affecting DLC, like adding a different weapon that does something totally different, right? Right. Um, what is, I mean, that's not cool that people playing in this world together wouldn't have a fair, um, you know, a level playing field. Well, I don't, I don't think, I don't, as far as I understand, I don't believe that there's any game product that actually would create that scenario. So... Well, I mean, it certainly could. I mean, theoretically they could, but I think that everybody avoids it is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, in, when you have these DLC cars in Gran Turismo, it, the cars all have different characteristics, right? Yeah. So you might be playing with a car that's faster than, you know, you could buy a car that's faster than what the opponents have. And then you have well, an Well, I mean, you could, it. but there's, I mean, it's not a problem in that game because there's, I don't believe there's any cars that have been released as DLC that are actually like beyond the performance envelope of every car that you can get otherwise, for one. Well, then why would anyone buy it? Um, because they really like that car. That's the only reason I can think of. Or they just want to have all the DLC. That's one of the reasons, among the ones that I've previously mentioned on past shows, that I've not bought the latest DLC. What? I don't understand. Because you're just not a completionist? Yes. Because I have no desire to have every single car. Oh. And also for the other reasons that I won't get into. Okay. We've discussed time before. Well, anyway, I am curious to find out what this other paid DLC would be and if it would be the sort of thing that that would actually affect gameplay. Because I I would not be happy with that scenario. Because that's where... In fact, I would even bet you money that that wouldn't be the outcome. Well, in a scenario where you're buying maps, at least you know whoever you're playing with is exactly the same, right? Because they bought the map that you have. Right, so you're not buying a performance-advantaged item. But yeah. the, other, the, the other interesting thing is that most console game DLCs, as far as I know, actually I would love to hear about uh, situations otherwise from any of our listeners, but most of them, in fact, if not all of them, they don't really give you... You don't really get that, uh, that situation where you can pay money to get, basically get a functional advantage. I don't, I don't know that that's true. Or maybe I'm just thinking about single-player games where you can buy stuff to help you through a game more readily. Um, maybe multiplayer, they're, they're smarter about it. But there's certainly games where you can just buy stuff that I lets you console? speed through real fast. Console? Like, I'm not talking yeah. about the iPhone space. Yeah, I'm talking about consoles. I mean, I don't have good memory of all of this, but yeah. I mean, you use Gran Turismo as an example, right? 
let's say I don't play through and get all the cars that I can get just by doing well in the game. Yeah. And I That's just a buy bad a car. example, actually. It's a really bad example for you. When you start off in that game, you do not have cars with much power. But I could get DLC and get a, pow- a car with great power. And that would basically um, allow me to could. skip. You could. Skip through in the game, but it doesn't necessarily give you an advantage one way or the other because they, they all their races they restrict by class and so on and so like okay if you get the Lamborghini Aventador yeah. you cannot race it in the mini challenge you know? okay well then they're smarter about it I guess yeah. but there's um it sounds like we don't have much time left we don't but uh, there's one thing I definitely wanted to address because Penn wrote me one minute um over Xbox please Penn there's Please don't choose Xbox to write me. Um, but he wanted to hear what I thought about the Skyrim MMO. They actually announced a Skyrim, or at Elder Scrolls more specifically, MMO. But it's not being developed by Bethesda. And it's an MMO, which is not the Elder Scrolls style. So I think, what's gonna, I think they're just shopping the name out. I think it's just going to be some MMO with some kind of loose relation to the canon that uh, is really just has nothing to do with the rest of the product. I would like to think that Bethesda at least had some, will have some design control over it, or like. Uh, no, they're too busy making their own game. That's what's, what I, what's funny to me is that they might like they might like throw them a bone, but like I don't think this is going to be like Elder uh, Scrolls games at all. Shifting back to a topic we covered in the past, I think it's funny that Knights of Amalur from Thirty Eight Studios was up against Skyrim and then didn't do so well, probably because that was there in yeah. competition. Now they're bringing out an MMO. Now they're making an MMO. Bad. I have a bad feeling, guys. Yeah. Anyway, anyone else who's been listening to the news probably sees that 38 Studios is pretty much going under anyway, so it's not relevant, but uh, still, that's funny. To me. Well, just lay off so far. Let's not uh, call it the, the good news. There's not much part. room left, but anyway, thanks everyone for sticking around for another week. We'll be back next week as well, and then we're off to E3. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.